Welcome to the Fire and Earth podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Gruber. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Fire and Earth podcast. I'm your co-host, Kathy Gruber. And I'm Jason Mefford. And today we're going to go off a little prompt. You know, we, we do that on some of these episodes where we kind of start with the prompt and we never know where it's going to go. So anyway, today's prompt, and I'm sure everybody that's been listening, that's listening, you've heard this many times. And I know for me, it's always awkward when people ask me this. Okay. So, you know, you meet somebody for the first time, you're at a party, whatever, inevitably very soon after you start talking to somebody that you don't know very well they ask you a question something like this so what do you do or what do you do for a living right so we wanted to talk about that and you know kind of the question is well when people ask you that question what do you say when they ask you that question so Kathy what do you say when people ask you that well, it kind of depends on the situation, right? So it depends if I'm at a business setting. So I just came back from a conference where it was um, Society of Association Executives. So they are all ready to schmooze, to mingle, to mix, because that's how they drum up business. So they are there to get business. I am there to get speaking gigs. It's a very different environment than like a dinner party where you're not going to hire me for anything, blah, blah, blah. So it, when it, and it's in a business setting, I typically say, oh, I'm one of your speakers here for this week. Or, oh, I'm your keynote tomorrow. Or, you know, I mentioned the fact that I'm a speaker. So I kind of put in what I feel is important for this person in this environment to know about me. If it's a casual thing, I might say, oh, you know, I'm a life coach and a motivational speaker and an author. When I was a massage, more a massage therapist, I would lead with that because I knew in a local setting, oh, I'm a me medical massage therapist. Ooh, if I'm in a local place, that might be a way to get business. If I'm just trying to connect with someone almost sort of on a funny level, I might say, oh, God, I do so many things. Which time of day do you want to know about? Because, you know, just like you, you know, I'm a coach. I'm an author. I would do the podcast. I do you know, all these other things. I dance. I do trapeze. I do, you know, so depending on who I'm with, I might actually throw in, oh, and I'm a trapeze artist or I do aerial silks. It, it really kind of I massage that, no pun intended, depending on who I am and what I think I want from that person, you know, not one from that person, but, you know, what I think that relationship could develop into. So. My answer varies and can be very complicated depending on where I am. Yeah. Well, and for me, it's, 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 it's kind of similar, but a little different because I'm the kind of person that doesn't like to be put in a box. Mm. And so the problem is, you know, when, when you say, you know, I'm a speaker, well, I'm a lot more than just a speaker. And so I don't, I, I, I always have kind of a hard time with that question mm. and so i'm usually very vague mm. or i'll say something funny and so the pro but you know one of the problems i guess from a business from business perspective is people are always like jason what the hell do you actually do i don't even understand what you do right i still don't know yeah and so um <laughs> but yeah and we've been friends for five six years right so um so what i'll what i'll here's some of the ways that i will often respond right so uh, sometimes when people ask me that, I'll say, I'm in the adult entertainment business. <laughs> and then I usually get this look like, really? Yeah, adult entertainment and education. And then they're like, 
what? Well, because I have a training company, right? One of the things mm -hmm. that I have is a is a, a training company that trains auditors and risk managers. Yep. I've you know done lots of training and speaking, so a lot of what I do is training or teaching people, and it's a little funny, right? Because like you said, it raises yeah. the eyebrows. And I remember I was actually, I think it was actually at an NSA meeting here in LA. And I, I want to say it was the spouse of, of one of the people. And I said that and her eyes got big, right? <laughs> and, and then I kind of did the follow-up that most people then get like, oh, that was just a joke, right? Right. But no, like for, for the next 10 or 15 minutes, she was asking me, so what's it like to run a porn company? <laughs> <laughs> Perception. Yeah. See, and that's where a gender would make a difference because if I say I'm in the adult entertainment industry, it's going to be a very different response than if you say that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I used to I used to say I'm an alternative medicine because when I was doing the you know the health consulting and that sort of stuff, I would say when I was working my naturopath things, I would say, oh, I'm an alternative medicine, and I had so many people go, so you like you mean pot? Yeah. Like, no, and that was before there was dispensaries everywhere, and it was legal in California. I go, no, I mean like herbs and homeopathics and like massage and they were like oh yeah, mary, <laughs> suddenly, mary jane's an herb man <laughs> i was suddenly so much less interesting to these people in the airport when they would ask me what i did um so yeah so what this has kind of brought up for me and you said you didn't like to be put in a box is this identification with outer labels right mm -hmm. um we we identify just because this is how the world labels us as you know spouse husband wife brother, sister, teacher, kid, massage therapist, coach, you know, we have these terms because this is just how we identify. But if you identify too strongly with that outer characteristic, when that goes away, you're lost. And yeah. I remember when I left acting, I was so identified with the fact that I was an actor in Hollywood. I'm an actor in Hollywood. I'm an actor in Hollywood. When I moved to Santa Barbara, I gave up my acting career. People would say, oh, what do you do? And my answer was, oh, I just left uh, Hollywood. I was an actor. Because I was so identified with that outer label. Yeah. It took me months before I went, wow, you okay, Kathy, you're not acting in Hollywood anymore. Like, you're done. Let it go. Because I felt almost sort of shame in the fact that I had given that up. And I wanted to cling to that label. I remember when my ex-husband and I split up and he and I were someplace and he said, this is Kathy. And I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not your wife anymore. Like, people don't know who I am. Yeah. That's so weird to me because there was this label of wife. And then when I wasn't that, I was like, oh, I'm just another person and they don't know our connection and they don't know that I know you and them. Wow. That was just weird to me. Um, or mothers, right. Who identify so much as being a mother when their kids are now grown, they're still helicoptering and treating them like their kids because that was what they identified with. So it's kind of, that's where like my brain went as we were talking about this of that identification with these labels and how that can kind of get us in trouble. Well, there is, and it's gotten me in trouble at different points in my life. Like the same thing, like what you were talking about, right? Because I identified so much maybe with, with a, uh, a company that I worked for or the particular executive role that I was doing. Mm -hmm. Like you said, when that goes away, it becomes literally an identity crisis. Yep. And so that's why I've started you know, usually introducing myself, or I mean, you can even see like on LinkedIn, I use just like weird terms, uh. edutainer. Well, again, most people can probably figure that out, right? Yeah, yeah, I educate people, but I entertain them at the same time, right? Because there's so many people 
especially in my profession, that are boring as fuck, right? You can it's, imagine. <laughs> oh my gosh, right? And I'm not that way. And I, I do things more customized. Yeah, I might have slides, but I never know what's going to come out of my mouth, right? I mean, I'm doing a, a keynote and breakout next week. And it's like, yeah, I got slides, but I don't know how I'm going to start. I don't know how I'm going to finish. I don't know what jokes are going to come out of my mouth. Yep. I just let it go because I don't like to be tied down, right? So yep. I use words like that or conciliary. And people are like, what the hell is that? Conciliary. Well, you don't know much about the mob, do you? Mm. Right? If your godfather aficionado, you'd be like, oh, I know what that is, right? And then people are like, so are you in the mob? Well, I can't tell you. I have to kill you, right? But but that 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 word to me resonates more than a coach, right? yeah. Because yeah, I coach people, but what I'm really better at is being that trusted advisor, the confidential confidant uh -huh. to <laughs> the business owner, the executive, the whatever. Yeah, you know, the, the, because because so many times people that are in those roles, everybody around them is trying to make the boss happy. And what a conciliary does differently is they call mm -hmm. the boss out on their shit. Yeah, if the boss needs to be called out on, and and that it is an actual like position in the org chart of mob families. And the conciliary is really the only one that can kind of question mm -hmm. the boss, even in public, uh, but also acts for and in behalf of the boss. Yeah. Right? So I, I use that term because, again, I to, to me, the word coach doesn't resonate as much as that one does. Yeah. <laughs> one that I've been using lately is international man of mystery. <laughs> yeah baby right for oh the uh, austin power fans but um you know because for the longest time i mean one of the jokes that i would make with people too because for a long time five six years of my life i was literally putting about two hundred and fifty thousand miles on my body a year going all over the world a lot of places you know africa europe middle uh -huh. east asia all over the u.s here and i was uh, you know, a lot of times when people when people would ask me what I would do, well, I, I'm I'm teaching CIA and I'm a member of the NSA, and so when I would say those two things again, just like uh -huh. the adult entertainment, eyes would pop open, right? Like, oh shit, that's why you're in all of these places, and that's why you never tell us what you're doing because you're in the you know, the intelligence industry. Well, yeah, but not not those three-letter acronym government intelligence group right. right but it's it's a way for me to to kind of show my personality try yeah. to be funny a little bit quirky in it um but also not to tie my identity to that yeah I, I was laughing for two reasons there's a woman I can remember her last name she's in Santa Barbara I think her name is like Judy Rothbart or something like that. Shout out to Judy. Um, and her moniker on everything is a very busy woman. 
And I remember bumping into her because I've seen her on LinkedIn and we went to different meetings together and every once in a while I bump into her, hey, Jeanette, very busy woman, what are you working on now? You know, it was a great conversation starter and she just, that's how she's known, a very busy woman. And it's so funny because I go, well, geez, I'm busy too, but I would never like use that as a line. So I thought that was br brilliant. And when you said the word coach didn't resonate to you, right before I started my coaching training, I was doing coaching anyway. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. from the time I was like 12, I was doing coaching with massage. I was doing coaching with hypnosis. I was doing coaching. And I told somebody, I said, look, you know, I want to start doing this thing and like advertise that I'm doing this thing. I hate the word coach because everybody and their mother is a fucking coach. And I had just come back from a conference where every speaker was a coach. Every attendee was a coach. I was, oh, well, you're a coach too. Right. And I kept going, no. Um, so a client of mine who's just, he's been such a business mentor over the years. Uh, he goes, well, let's, let's brainstorm another word. And I went, okay. So we're talking about all these words. You are consultant. Well, no, that's a really different thing than coaching. What I'm actually doing is coaching, but how can I describe it? With it? And so we go through all this list of words. And I'm writing stuff down and we're finding all, didn't come up with conciliary, but writing all this stuff down. And I get to the end of it and I went, oh, fuck, I'm a coach. And I finally just, I mean, there was just, there was no other word. There was just no other word to describe what I was doing. Yeah. And then I went, well, shit, you know, if I'm going to call myself a coach, then I want to do it. And so I went through, you know, I went through the training and got ACC certified and did that whole thing. But it was like, I was struggling with that word because so many people call every, any dipshit can call themselves a coach. And I ha I've had friends that go, oh, I, I love telling people what to do. I should be a coach. I love giving advice. I should be a coach. That's not what a coach does. That's not what a coach is in the, in the true professional sense of a coach. But I went through all these words and realized, oh shit, I guess I just have to use the word coach. Well, <laughs> that's why I, I think, was laughing when you said you didn't resonate with that word. No, and, and, and I think that, you know, that's an, an important part too. I mean, Kathy brought up, so again, as we're going through this, there's different points that we're making for you to understand, right? Kathy talked about, you know, using these labels and having your identity associated with it, but also, right, use words to describe yourself that resonate with you. I mean, I could, you know, when, when you get in the coaching space, you know, and everybody calls themselves, oh, I'm coach Jason. I'm like, I'm not fucking coach Jason. Don't ever, don't ever call me coach Jason. Okay. I need to note that right? later. <laughs> Coach Jason. No, you've, never, you've never called me that. But, oh, but I'm going to. <laughs> oh, now you are. When you least expect it, I'm going to just Jason. pop that in. going to trigger the shit out of me, and then I'm going to center myself, right? And, I'm and gonna, look at squirrels. I'm not going to look at squirrels. Um, but, you know, find words that resonate with you, you know, because, yep. because again, but but I think a third point, too, especially is, you're not one thing. We are so many, yep. so many different things and words by themselves are limiting. Yes. To, to be able to describe what you are, right? And, 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 you know, I mean, everybody is a son or a daughter. Well, that's just because of the hierarchy and the way that we're born in this world. I mean, you've got a mother and a father. Whether yep. you live with them, whether you call them that, doesn't matter, right? But everybody had a mother and a father. For people that have children, you're going to be a mom or a dad as well, right? I mean, uh -huh. you know, I'm a grandpa now. I got two grandkids, right? It's like, I don't necessarily identify strongly, you know, with being that, but I guess it's a fact that I'm right. a grandfather, 
you know same thing God, which like, just <laughs> i know it's like whoa right we're only 30 how are we <laughs> i know well that's the problem when you start having kids at 10 right no <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah but you're never just one thing yeah right and just like nothing is ever just one thing not just you but nothing is ever just one thing right even my little pin that i got here right i mean my fancy little pin we yeah talked about cases before look at that beautiful thing for it's those gorgeous watching on video if you're not then i'll watch the video and you can see my pen but you know this pen i can write with it i call it a pen because that's what i've been taught that it's that we we use that word to describe this in the english language right yep and but this is also a writing instrument that's another way to describe it mm -hmm. right so it's not just a pen you could call it a writing instrument mm -hmm. i can use it to write with sure but i can also use it as a paperweight sure. i can put it put it down to you know hold papers down mm -hmm. right so so again don't don't limit yourself don't limit other things mm -hmm. don't limit other people by placing specific labels on it and believing they are only that right absolutely because it is limiting right you hear oh you're a this well that doesn't mean i can't do other things that that's one of the big things in in going back to theater is you look at somebody like you know jason alexander who is so seinfeld or you know he is george period he's george costanza and it was so hard for him, I know, to break into other things because he was pigeonholed into your just this. And when you have actors that step out of side, you know, step out of goofy comedy to do something else or who are really serious, who now step into that, or you look at someone like Hugh Jackman, who's suddenly doing musicals and you're like, oh my God, you're Wolverine and now you're singing and dancing. Holy shit. You know, we yep. pigeonhole people and ourselves into this one box. And it's so important to recognize that you can take that out and put yourself in any box that you want to. Um, and so the, to not limit yourself with those labels is also really important. Yeah. Well, it is. And, and not to judge other people or think that they're only that one thing either, right? Yeah. Because I, I know a lot of times we'll use words and words are important, Yeah. right? And so, you know, let's say that I'm, you know, a lot of people, let's say I'm being a jerk and somebody says, Jason, you're an asshole. Right. Okay. I'm not an asshole. I might have been acting like an asshole. Yep. But I am not an asshole. Right. I'm a very kind and loving person who is still human and sometimes makes mistakes. And yeah, who had things. a moment of assholeness. Yes, right. And so, so don't label or judge people, you know, that way either, or yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As as well, because we do that to ourselves all. Oh the my time. God, I'm so stupid. You're not stupid. You did something that was wrong in that moment. Like I, I have to my coaching clients. I have to say that all the time to them. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm so, I'm so lazy. You're not lazy. You took a moment of a break. You know, it's these these blanket labels. It's, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I'm such a bitch. You're not a bitch. You had a moment where you were bitchy. You know, it's like, yeah, so I completely agree. All right, well, Coach Jason, should we? Uh... Mm -hmm.
I'm really far away. You can't get me. You can call me whatever you want to call me. No. <laughs> Just don't call me late for dinner. Ah. Just don't call me late for dinner. That's a good joke. That's a yeah. classic. That's classic. Was that uh, Marsh Brothers? I think it might have been. I, or I, like... Uh, I'm sure that several people have used that line. Oh, sure. Yeah. It kind of reminds one. me like of an old Marx Brothers. Or the uh, George Burns. Oh, I think it was George Burns. With George Burns? You can call me whatever you want, but don't call me late for dinner. Yeah, it could be George. <laughs> but we'll look it up. You will look it up at home. Let us know. I'm sure I'm sure when we make mistakes, people tell us. So, um, yeah. So, this was really fun. So, we'll, I'm going to give you the different uh, website. I'm Kathy Groover. I can be reached at kathygroover.coach. Oh, and I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. So go out. When people ask you what you do for a living, answer however you want to, but don't allow yourself to be limited or have an identity crisis by attaching to particular things that you might do or have done in your life. Yeah. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Fire and Podcast. See ya. See ya. Thank you.